Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 13, Iris. I am Jeremy, Keeper of Arcane Lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and a room full of lifeless marionettes who whisper to themselves, making plans for later tonight once you're asleep. Your investigators of the unknown are Gabe as Roy. Actually, I'm Matt. Then who is Matt as Rocky? No, I'm Gabe. And Brian as Pippa. I'm everyone. Welcome back, players. How is everybody doing? Brian, we missed you last time. I missed you guys, too. It was not fun. I would have rather been here. It was a long night. A pushing white powder. I was also pushing white powder. Listeners, if you'd like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website, lovecrafttapes.com. Also, a gentle reminder that if you would like to chat with us in real time, join our Discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com today and gaze into the depthless abyss of cute cat photos, Hawaiian pizza recipes, and the slow rhythmic thumping of George's heartbeat beneath the floorboards. The show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Gracias. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, ladies. Have you ever found yourself wandering around a major metropolitan area at 3 a.m. with your gal pals? After being kicked out of the last bar willing to serve you Jaeger shots? Tummy growling like a possum in its dying throes because you thought it was wise to skip dinner before a full night of binge drinking? Mm, rookie mistake. Any seasoned veteran of the pub crowd will tell you lay a base. Now, that's where we come in. Before you head out in heels and hail a taxi, head to the nearest, narrowest gap between skyscrapers and look for our signature sign. Back alley dogs. We're close to any street corner and just out of sight. Our friendly car attendants, uh, may look slightly out of focus and his grin might seem somewhat suspicious, but trust us, you're going to want to wrap your lips around his goods. Are you feeling peckish? Well, tuck on into the snack-sized mini bark me. They're so small you could probably scoff down three or four. Want something a tad more substantial? Well, order on up a Red Rover. Roiled up and blushing and bursting at the seams until the skin snaps. Don't chow down too hard. You never know in which direction it'll squirt. Grab extra napkins. They're complimentary. Oh, maybe you're a size queen. Oh, honey, we have all been there. Once you get a load of our foot-long furry wiener, you'll be spoiled rotten. Now, don't worry, though. Now that you're fully satisfied, you'll be able to hang with the big dogs as you guzzle down whatever the city has left to offer. Remember... Before you venture out to howl at the moon, hit up back alley dogs. The dogs that'll bite back. And we're back. 
What did you guys think of that product under service? Pretty good. Really spoke to me loudly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'd probably try it. Do the seven-day trial. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't at all try it? No. Matt, would you try it? Oh, yeah, definitely. No questions asked. I told you he'd do it, Gabe. If we asked him, pretended like we were going to do it. So, Brian, where's that $50 you promised for saying yes to that? I, I kind of need that. Shut up. We're on the air. Oh. Once I'm rich and famous from selling that product under service, I promise not to forget you guys. I mean, yeah, we'll never see each other again because... I'll be way too busy on my private Caribbean island, where I've created a clothing-optional sanctuary for super hot people who just want to play Gloomhaven in the nude, and who just so happen to enjoy brewing triple IPAs, also in the nude. Plus, it goes without saying, we have nude chili cook-offs, nude badminton, nude debate club, nude water slides, nude interpretive dance recitals, and most importantly, nude sea monkey farming. But don't worry, even after all that, I'd still never forget you. I mean, I couldn't, right? Everyone else on my private island would constantly ask, so who are those three faces tattooed on your ass anyway? <laughs> I'm the middle one. <laughs> well, before we venture forward, let us briefly review your diary of the dead. Okay, so I was reading through the notes. The letters that were in Charles's eyes in the painting were O and M. The O has to be Odobrati, right? And then what is the M? It's M-R-G-L-D. Do we know what that stands for? Yeah, it's the artist. It's the artist that's at the gallery that we're trying to get tickets to get into. But do we know what that stands for? No, it's like Madonna. It doesn't stand for anything. Mr. Gold. Or Marigold. You don't understand art. Mr. Glad. Because if it's Mr. Gold or Marigold or whatever, if they help design the Odebrady Hotel, there's got to be other secrets here in this hotel other than the, the room 217. We never checked any of the other rooms either. Oh, I got a man with a hammer who's going to help me with that. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 13, Tape 7, Dying on the Vine. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. A new day dawns on our investigators of the unknown as they continue to poke and prod their way slowly toward an inexorable resolution to the mystery of Charles Blaine. Pippa is last seen searching for her lost phone, opening doors that might have been better left closed. Rocky joins forces with someone who knows the city better than he, eventually turning his attention to what might be lurking beneath the streets. Roy hurls himself headlong into the art world, acquiring two tickets to paradise that might cost him dearly later. Will our triad of marvelous adventurers assemble to solve the artifact's true power, or will fate deal them a crushing blow, depositing their good intent into the nearest back alley dumpster? Roy. Officer Loliola might be a rough-around-the-edges New York City patrol officer, but at least they told it like it was. And you appreciate that forthright honesty. Heck, in a world filled with fake smiles and limp handshakes, it felt good to meet someone who instinctively knew you could trust. The two of you spent some time slinking around the alley, where Brutus presumably met his grisly demise. But ultimately turned up nothing new. Going your separate ways, you both promised to call one another with any new information. 
you walk back to Hotel Odebrati, texting Rocky along the way to inform him about the art exhibit in a few hours. And consider a quick nap before dinner? As you enter the lobby, Tomislav calls out behind his plexiglass-protected desk, Welcome back, Mr. Royal, my friend. I have a message for you. And he slips a piece of paper through the gap. No, grab the paper. Everything okay? Everything everything good? I don't know. I gotta read it. I'll go ahead and show it to you on the player thing. (laughs) (laughs) Roy, sorry to crap out on you like this, but I need to get back to Arkham. You've been great, and I appreciate the distraction, but I miss Tina too much right now. I know she's still out there somewhere. I gotta keep looking. See you when you get back in town, Bugs. It's all good. It's it's uh it's the bugs here. The bug I call him the bug. Uh, is he is he good? Uh, I saw he left. He's mad because it's not duck season. Oh, he's still hunting rabbits. I can ask it. That's good one. That's good one. Yeah, it's fine. I was probably not spending as much time with him around here as I should have been, but you know the city. All right. Well, if there's anything you need, just let me know. But otherwise, I gotta get back to this magazine. See you. See ya. Town and country. So you've got a little bit of time to kill before the art exhibit. Then I'll call Rocky. Bring, bring. Yes, what do you want, Roy? I have many things happening in this city right now. That I have investigative leads of my own I'm following up on. I've been looking for some tools. I'm, I'm busy. What is it? What kind of tools could you be looking for? A very large hammer, for one. You have to physically look for that? You can't just know where to find one of those? No, I have it taken care of. I have a guy who's getting me a very large hammer. Going to the Ace Hardware and hashtag not sponsored would be too hard? Well, no, see, I was going to get it from the hardware store, but then my guy said he could get it to me for cheaper, so. And no questions asked and no kind of paper trail. Well, I got the tickets. I will say that comes with the caveat that you're going to have to pretend to be some big art investor, but that's okay. I can make that work. I figured you could. So, uh, while I'm back at the hotel, if you're finishing up your thing, or if you want me to come meet you and, uh, knock down the house that I imagine you're trying to knock down? I was just about to, um, catch a ride back to the hotel. I was done over here. Alright, I'll wait here for you. Came up with some interesting information on our, uh, back alley incident. You'll have to fill me in on that? It shouldn't take me long to get back. It never does in this city. That's true. Alright, I'll see you when you're back. I'll just go to the room and wait so I can discuss my findings. Rocky. After your meeting with Diamond Dave, his story about Phil the Wino's sighting of a gray dog man in Grand Central Station has piqued your interest significantly. You're not quite certain what connection that beast might have to Charles Blaine, but its presence near Hotel Odebrati seems too odd to be coincidental. Would it be worth your time to talk with someone in subway administration? Vaguely, you recall someone previously mentioning Choo Choo McGee, a person of import at Grand Central? You just got off the phone with Roy about the good news that he's acquired tickets for the MRGLD exhibit, scheduled a few hours from now. Grand Central is only a 15-minute walk away, or you could go grab a bite to eat somewhere, or meet Roy back at the hotel. Uh, I'm going to just grab a, a hot dog from one of the many numerous street carts that just hang around on the corner as I'm walking back to the hotel. Do you buy a back alley hot dog for Roy? Yeah, I find I find a really shady back alley cart, and I'm like, I'll take one. The lady who lost her big dog was McGee. I'm wondering if Choo Choo McGee is her husband? I mean, maybe her name is Choo Choo. 
Yeah, but he said he. Did you just assume someone's gender, Brian? No, he Jeremy did. Jeremy, did you just assume someone's gender? <laughs> Pippa. The last thing you recall was standing in the entry hall to room 217, looking for your phone as a loathsome shadow crept from around the corner. A tsunami of nauseating weakness engulfed you, crashing down on the back of your skull, followed by a numbing blackness and the sensation of somersaulting into a very deep pit. Sometime later, consciousness returned trickling back into your brain as if fed by a reluctant, stone-choked mountain rivulet. Eventually, you're able to open your eyes to find you're reclining on yet another unfamiliar hotel bed propped up slightly by pillows at your back. Early evening glimmers faintly past sheer curtains drawn closed against a single window, and you sense a shadow sitting in a chair next to you. Here, drink, a soft voice implores, as a woman in her early sixties leans forward with a cup of steaming tea. It will help you regain your strength, she explains, and when she smiles reassuringly, the laugh lines at the corners of her eyes crinkle. Instinctively, I'll reach out for the tea, and as I take it, my thoughts are starting to gather, and I'll maybe just cup it with the other hand. And not necessarily drink it, not knowing this person or who's giving me tea. You should probably drink something. You're you're quite dehydrated. You were out for a little while. What happened? How did I get here? I brought you here. This is my room. Who are you? My name's Maria. I work here at the hotel. What do you do here for the hotel? Well, I do housekeeping. You probably have seen my cards in your room. You're, you're in 609, was it? Uh, Sure. <laughs> You're Pippa Chatterton, right? Yes. Sorry, I, did, I didn't recognize you at first. I knew your father. How do you know my dad? He stayed here from time to time when you were little. You probably don't remember me. You were so tiny. He used to meet here with another man, name of uh, Charles Blaine, I think? Yes. Do you know him? No. I, sorry, I'm really confused. I take a sip. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> It's a very lovely chamomile. I'm still confused. I went in the elevator to go look for my phone, and then I'm here. I found you. You were lying in the open doorway to room 217. Okay. Did I find my phone? Did you find my phone? I didn't see a phone when I found you, and I was able to get you into the elevator and just down to my room. I'm just down on the ground floor. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. No, no, it's it's okay. And you're probably feeling a little weak right now, and... And it'll take some time for your strength to return, but... Is it okay if I ask you if you know any more about my dad and, and Charles? That's what brought us here. Are you also trying to acquire some goods from overseas? Not really acquire. We have one, and we're trying to figure out where it came from. Oh, I know that your father and, and Mr. Blaine were working with someone, the old studio owner, Marigold Odobrati. To bring in sculptures and other artwork from overseas. Well, that kind of makes sense. We have something that says Odebrati on it, and we're trying to figure out how this all ties in together. So we all came here to maybe do a little investigating. Is there any information you can give us? What can I help you with? Sure. First, what's going on with the second floor? That is actually where Charles Blaine stayed a few years back. 
Okay. Did he go somewhere else? I'm not certain exactly. I, I remember he showed up with no luggage and kept to his room. When I cleaned, there were food delivery bags and pizza boxes, as almost like he was afraid to go out. I remember one time I knocked to clean his room, and he called out the name Sam. I don't, I don't know a Sam. Sam's his daughter. Oh, did you ever see a, a woman visit him? No, nobody other than Miracle. Do you remember what what room he had on the second floor? It was two seventeen. Oh, that's so weird. If I remember correctly, he never checked out. He just sort of disappeared. He was no longer in the room. It was shortly thereafter that the second floor caught fire. So that's what happened. Yes, it was a relatively small fire, and the fire department showed up rather quickly and put it all out. But ever since then, 217 has given me the willies. It's a place of dark power now. Neither good nor evil, but It seems to drain energy from certain sensitive folk, like you and me. What are you sensitive to? Your father and I, we shared an interest in certain rituals. Words of power. I know the about words of power. I was hoping that your father passed his knowledge to you. I never really learned how I can do the things I do. I just know that I can do them. I did manage to teach him a few new tricks, and of course I would be happy to teach you as well. Perhaps when you're through with your business here in the city, we could spend some time together if you're interested. That would be fantastic. I would really appreciate it. If you don't mind me picking your mind once this is all done, I'd like to hear anything you have to say about my dad. And Oh, I would love to tell you some stories about how he would sit up and watch the moonlight rise over New York City during a meteor shower. I feel a little lost right now. Well, I'm here if you need me, Pippa. And I hope you find whatever it is you're looking for here in the city. I do too. And I might call on you sooner than later, if you don't mind. I'm happy to help in whatever way I can. Well, I should probably get back and let the guys know. They're probably worried sick about me. Just kidding. They don't even know I'm missing. (laughs) Are you sure you're okay to stand up? Let me try. Like a baby deer. You're feeling a little weak, a little wobbly, but actually not too bad. The tea has uh, given you a bit of resolve. So uh, you walk out of her room into the hallway. You see Rocky coming in with a uh, hot dog in his hand. And he has a little bit of mustard on the corner of his mouth. You are a lifesaver. I walk up to him, grab him on his cheeks, lick the mustard, and take the (laughs) hot dog and start eating it. I am starving. Thank you so much. Where have you been? I mean... Rocky, I don't know what happened. I was looking for my phone. I went to the second floor thinking maybe I dropped it that night. And something happened at room 217. I saw someone in there. Or something. Oh, yeah. I'm going to reach into my inner jacket pocket. Here you are. I I believe this is what you've been looking for. Where'd you find my phone? Front desk man gave it to me hours ago. I've I've been busy doing other things at this point. What have you been up to? Didn't you wonder where I was at? I just assumed that maybe you had your own leads you were following up on. We we do tend to split up. Maybe I should pick better friends. (laughs) Speaking of Roy, where is he? I don't know. I just woke up and drank some tea and came out here and sucked down this hot dog. Your mustard was pretty bad, though, by the way. It's New York. You never know what you're going to get. Well, I guess let's go find Roy and and put a plan together. We still got to get tickets for tonight. Roy has taken care of that for us. I just have to pretend to be some sort of big-time art person, which I I can deal with that. An art person? My name is Art. Well, if there's anything I can do to help, 
let me know. I mean, I'll be with Tomislav, so I don't mean be with. Oh, I might need you to distract him tonight. I have something I need to do, but I can't have him knowing that I'm doing it. Gross. It's nothing like that. It involves a sledgehammer and a hole in the basement. Gross! Even worse. And that's when you hear a voice call out from behind the desk. Rocky! Hi, Tomislav. You be ready for tonight? Oh, the bratty ready. <laughs> okay, I'll pick you up at your place. My room? <laughs> room six or whatever. Why don't I meet you in the lobby? Uh, yes, uh, be down here and uh, we'll we'll take taxi and be there uh, shortly, but it takes a long time. It's very busy this time of night. Okay, what time do you need me ready? I, I need you down here in like 30 minutes. I'm sorry. Maybe shower a little bit. You know, you look a little... Uh, I'll see you in two hours. <laughs> no! All right, all right, I see you later, click. 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 Uh, this was our conversation, Rocky, not yours. <laughs> you click yourself. Rocky, I'm going to go get ready and meet him, so I will meet you there. So let me know when you need me to do distracting stuff, and I will do it, okay? Oh, that'll be tonight after we come back from the art exhibit. Oh, yeah, I'll be in his room. We play cribbage. Cribbage. Is that what the kids are calling it nowadays? Uh, I hope not. That's inappropriate. All right, I'm going to jump in the elevator and go to my room. All right, we'll go ahead and fast forward then. And uh, you guys are all ready. Pippa has gotten dressed the best she can and met Tomislav. They've taken a taxi to uh, Zepter. Uh, Roy and uh, Rocky, are you guys going to do anything interesting to disguise your cover as art people? I will wear my absolute filthiest clothes possible. I'm just going to wear my normal suit, but I'm going to have a beret on as well, because everyone knows that fancy art people wear berets. It's scientifically proven. Can't argue with science. Mm. So we'll put you guys uh, outside of Zepter. Pippa and Tomislav have already gone in. They arrived before you did. Traffic wasn't quite so bad. And uh, Rocky and Roy hop out of their taxi to see well-dressed, good-looking attendees lining up outside Zepter Museum of Art, chatting excitedly to each other while they wait to get in. Tuxedoed catering waitstaff circulate with glasses of champagne and thoughtfully composed hors d'oeuvres. Slowly, the line moves forward until you're face-to-face with a seven-foot-tall doorman. Tickets. He intones in a robotic voice. And I'll hand him my tickets. And he takes a glance at them, looks you up and down, and then removes the velvet rope to let you inside. And inside, it's a relatively small gathering of good-looking folks and art lovers. Roy, since you've been here before, you know that the place isn't exactly huge. I mean, it's a Soho art, quote-unquote, museum. Basically has two chambers, one on each side. And of course, the loft, where you still get the willies thinking about that. The previously cordoned off section is now open, and people are wandering freely into that other room. We need to make our presence known, and then we'll have to find a way to split up. So what are we exactly looking for here? Are we trying to to find the artist, maybe chat them up a bit? Are we looking for more instances of Charles Blaine in paintings? Those are both things that I had thought of before you said them. I'm just trying to vocalize the plan so we, we know what's going on here. I'll look for the artist, you look for Chuck. So you said we need to make ourselves known. I assume you have a singular person in mind for that. Yeah. And you hear a voice call out, Ah, oh, Mr. DuPont, 
So glad to see you again. Is this your friend? Oh, yeah, that's my name. My name's DuPont. DuPont, DuPont. Ah, uh, yes, this is my partner, Glug Thompson. Mr. Thompson, a very unusual name. Is it, it sounds German. Gonna lean over to Roy and pretend to whisper something in his ear and then stand back up straight without saying a word. Austrian. Well, I am also Austrian, as it happens. What village are you from? Think for a minute. Lean in, pretend to, you know, you got this one, Roy. Just just roll with it. And then I'm going to come back up and just stand there smiling. Buffalo, New York. <laughs> oh, you are so funny, Mr. DuPont. Tell me, have you reconsidered a previous engagement? It wouldn't take much to simply slip upstairs for a moment. Well, there's so much art right now. Oh, of course, of course, yes. Please, enjoy yourself. There's plenty of wine and, and we can... You'll talk about it later. And, and also, uh, you know, you said uh, perhaps a small donation to the museum. Uh, Mr. Glug, um, I am Bernard Eichmann. I am the curator here at the Zepter. So if there's anything you like, uh, you may also look at my other gallery, the photos that Mr. DuPont looked at. And uh, he seemed to enjoy very much. Please, I will catch up with you later. There are some people I need to meet. And he whisks himself away. Do I even want to know what you meant by previous engagements, or should I just leave that well enough alone? I don't think I really want to know, so... You see if you can't find this MRGLD, and I will see if our friend Charles shows up in any of these pieces of art. Just don't drink too much. We all know what happens when you get wine drunk, Roy. When I get wine drunk, I solve cases, unlike you. He waltz into the MRGLD exhibit... And you see a bracing sight. There are 12 pieces of art, each measuring four by three. Look rather familiar. They're exactly the same shape and size as the paintings you saw in room 217, spaced similarly along the walls. And from afar, they look like they may contain the same subject matter. Walk up to the nearest painting and check and see if it has a little number plate at the bottom of the frame, like the ones in the room did. The first one you see is a picture of a woman standing before a darkened tunnel, except where the plate at the bottom of the frame said simply four in room 217, this one says Fourth Avenue. And there are a couple other interesting details that differ from the paintings you saw. This one shows that the archway, which was ringed in brick, bears that Cyrillic room symbol that is also on the key, in the keystone of the archway. Hmm. The second thing you notice is that this is not a painting. It's a photograph. As you study this photograph, you begin to feel that same sensation that you felt the first time, that the face of the model isn't exactly sagging off the skull this time, but the look on her face is almost one of expectation. Hmm, yes, it's quite interesting, but it's, it's terribly overrated, darling. Roy... You're looking around, trying to spot who might be the artist. But curiously, everyone is walking up and talking to Barnard. Nobody appears to be 
an authority other than him. I'll uh, I'll wait till there's an opening and go speak as well. Mr. Dupont, are you enjoying the show so far? What what do you think of the artwork? It's a, a bit more accomplished than the one you brought me, right? Yes, it's all fantastic. In fact, Mr. Thompson would like to have something commissioned from the artist. Of course, I get my usual cut. Of course. Perhaps you should go see Marigold. That would be very pleasing. You know, for a, a small donation, I could give you the location of her secret studio. We were planning on donating anyway. Excellent. And uh, of course, I would expect you to return the favor for me. Of course. Perhaps tomorrow afternoon? That can be arranged. After we sleep off this evening of excitement. Yes. All right, so deal then. And he holds out his hand. They'll spit shake. And he gives you a very a very warm but damp, cloying handshake. Please ha- have Mr. Thompson meet me in my office, just in the lobby there, and uh, tell him to bring his checkbook. All right, I'll send him your way. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Enjoy. And then I'll go find Rocky. And uh, you do see Pippa coming out of the other side of the gallery of the museum where you know all of the photographs are of the knitting needles and pierced nipples and fun. Hey, uh, Roy, how you doing? Uh, Rocky was just, you know, getting a lot of the things in the other room. It's crazy, man. It's so hot. Yeah, I figured you might be a fan, Tommy. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I don't want to put it like up on my mother's wall. It would be very weird, but it's got a certain, you know, uh, Edgy quality, you know? Of course. I mean, it is edgy. The model, it, he don't look so good. You know, a little, a little round. He got a little jiggle to him. You know, I don't I don't like that so much. You're a skin and bones man? Uh, you know, if I'm going to put it on the wall, I want it to look nice, you know? Do you like to fill out a bratty with, with uh, paintings from this gallery? No, I I don't want any of this stuff. Rocky, what, what do you think? No, I I couldn't put any of this stuff up. It's interesting. I mean, stuff you never see, but it's interesting. Maybe you could use it for your open houses? I don't know how realty works or reality. Yeah, reality works differently than realtors. You know, Roy, we stick to cribbish, me and Rocky. How'd you get your ticket to this anyway, man? I mean, you gotta have some good connections. Ah, you know, old Dabrati, she the artist, right? So she used to own the hotel. I know people, I get things, and I do favors for people occasionally. We talked about this before. All right. I live here a long time, and I know people, I won't say connected. Mm-hmm. We have that in common. Should we get back to it? Yeah, we should get back. You know, I, actually, I, I got a little problem uh, back at the hotel. Uh-oh. I got to take care of, okay? You, you stay here. I'll meet with you later. We'll do some cribbage. Okay. Uh, just catch a taxi, catch with these guys. What are you on? Nightcap? At Nightcap, I like that place, uh, but I usually get hangovers. I'll bring one. I'll bring a nightcap to us. Yeah, you bring nightcaps. And then I'll also get us a drink. Sure. It's it's good. It's all good. Pick me up two hot dogs, too, if you don't mind. But I, I'll see you later back at the at the hotel. You guys have fun. See you, Rocky. Kisses. Uh, hello, Pippa. Nice to see you, too. People don't look so good. All right, I see you guys. Bye, Tomislav. And he heads out. Bye. You find our artist yet? Yeah, go make a donation. He's going to give you the address. 
So we're paying him for the address. Is he going to cash the check right away? You can't figure out a way to make a bum check? I guess it depends on what size of donation he's looking for. You're the you're the money here. I'm the eye for talent. Sure, you just keep telling yourself that. Anyone else notice that uh, these photos or art pieces look eerily similar to the ones that we found in the room? But there are little differences here and there. Tomislav knows something about all of this. I just don't have the energy to, to steamroll him over it. We'll wait until Pippa gets him drunk, and then we can go at it. That'll make it a lot easier. What are the ads? These paintings are in the hotel. He gets an invite to this highly exclusive event. That's all I'm saying. I've been around him for a little bit, and I don't think there's anything strange. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying he knows something. No, no. I'm just saying he hasn't let on like he knows anything, to be 100% honest with you. Well, that's mean of you. No, about what we're investigating. I'm going to take a step over and actually look at the paintings, because I never really got to look at them. All right. So uh, Pip is going to slink into the gallery, the exhibit, and take a closer look at the photographs. What are you guys doing? I'm trying to send Rocky over. Fine. I want to get out of here as soon as possible. So do I. Do you know where we're going and who we're talking to? Lead the way. And I'll just point over. Oh, you know, there's his office. So we'll have uh, Rocky meet with uh, Barnard to arrange a donation of sorts. Uh, Roy, you want to do anything while those two guys are otherwise engaged? I'll look at the pictures I haven't yet to compare. Because, you know, I'm the one who really knows about the, the picture being as the one that is a genius. So Rocky, and it's quite clear that he just wants something in the neighborhood of $1,500 to as a literal donation to his Zepter Museum. It's also tax deductible. Uh, I mean, always of interest. You know, you don't get money by spending lots of money. You get my drift? I hear what you're laying down, yes. Let me ask you something. Have you ever done any modeling? (laughs) No, I have not, and I prefer to stay out of the lights whenever possible. I don't have that problem myself. I'm a bit of a, well, how do you say, exhibitionist. If you'd like to see my work, it's just in the other room there. And when I say my work, I mean my work. So how much are we talking for this donation to get the 1500 is the entry. That's the absolute minimum I could consider. So that comes with the, the address of our... Of course, of course, yes. But please, don't don't let her know that I sent you. Oh, no, let's... We'll keep it right between us. I, I understand how it is. She's very sequestered. She likes to work quietly. She does not attend these things, and I take care of them for her, I see. I get my fee. We're all happy. It's all good. Right. You take checks, correct? Well, yes, of course. Our credit card is highly preferred, but I will also take checks. If you're good for it, then you you look like you're good for it. I'm going to pull out my wallet and pull out one of my credit cards and hand it over to him. Uh, thank you. And he puts it next to his card reader. Bink! Would you like that email to you, sir? No, thank you. It's, I run all this through my accountant. Here is the address. It is 556 Broadway. That's a ritzy part of town. Just a few blocks away. <laughs> it's... That is how she chose me, and of course I am the the foremost authority on art in this neighborhood. But please, uh, you may wish to call in advance. Her phone number is there, too. Ah, yes, thank you. And what was her phone number? (laughs) 8675309. I thought her name was Marigold, not Jenny. I I hope that she's able to do uh, a commission for you, and uh, if that does happen, 
I would be happy to, you know, move that through the art world for you if you like. All right, uh, Mr. Uh, Glug, please uh, enjoy the rest of the evening and thank you again for your patronage. No, thank you. The world needs uh, art and, you know, it's, it's important for culture. For sure, for sure. Right on, dude. Hang loose. Goodbye, Mountain Dew. So we'll go to uh, Pippa and Roy standing uncomfortably close to one another as they move from photo to photo. Now that back alley hot dog's starting to kick in and you are definitely getting uncomfortable. Pippa's got a little bit of gas. Roy's not exactly certain where it's coming from. It seems like maybe the other patrons. Silent, but deadly. Also not very silent. You move along to each of the photos. It's seemingly random people until you get to Charles Blaine. What differs about Charles Blaine's photo from the painting that you saw is it doesn't say 76 on the nameplate. It says 76th Street. And Charles Blaine appears to be the age that he should be. He is not depicted as older, clearly because this is a photograph. Well, assuming it's a photograph, they had to take it somewhere, and I'm assuming the 76th Street is somewhere here in New York along the actual 76th Street. We need to look for the archway. Or look for details in that photo that can maybe hint as to where in New York that photo was taken. At the archway on 76th Street. Oh, yeah, that's where I was thinking. Do you need the other nameplates? Yeah, I'll, I'll mark them. 4th Avenue, 91st Street. 241st Street, 18th Street, 76th Street, 7th Avenue, 9th Avenue, 14th Street, 59th Street, 42nd Street, 2nd Avenue, and 180th Street. We need a map, and we need to draw lines between all these. It's a pentagram! (laughs) Roy, should we... uh... Go take a peek and see what we can find at these locations. Yeah, we can go some cruising. Let's let's look at a map first when we get back to the hotel, though. Oh, remind me. I gotta stop and get two hot dogs on the way home. And a lot of booze. No, he, I don't think he's a big drinker. Except for that uh, sweet potato stuff he makes. He's not a big drinker. He just chugs, you know, like ethanol. He's not large, I'm saying. He's not a big drinker. He's normal size. He's not that big a guy. He's not very heavy. He's made of lead. Oh, he's dense, I see. All right, so we'll move the uh, party along and say things close up around midnight. And you guys are standing outside the Zepter Museum as people disperse in uh, all directions. And Barnard closes up shop. Taxi! All right, so a taxi comes. Uh, We're going back to the hotel, I assume. I mean, I did get this. Cost a pretty penny, but we do now know where our artist friend lives and could potentially drop by for a visit sometime. Mm, You want to do that in the middle of the night? Get the drop on him. Element of surprise. Or should we maybe check it out in the morning? I'm up for anything as long as we get two hot dogs before we go back to the hotel. I do have some work I need to get done in the hotel tonight, so maybe we put this off for tomorrow. Hey, cabbie. Yeah. You know, on, uh, on like, uh, 76, there are any arches? Something for a good picture. Ah, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me, buddy, with that? Only take a drive down it. Hey, your dime. That's right, Roy, this is your dime. No, this is Delta Green's dime. Just up 76, I guess? 
If they want to get dropped off somewhere, they can speak up. I'll go. I'm up for it. I need to be dropped back off at uh, Hotel Odebrati. It's on the way. You know anybody has hot dogs on the way to the hotel? Yeah, every corner maybe? Ah, uh, all of them? I only need two hot dogs. You passed three hot dog stands on the way of getting into the cab. Where do you want to go, the Upper East Side or uh, the West Side? Because it's, uh, it's on both sides of Central Park. Roy, can I say it? Yeah. West Side? Yeah, that's, well, that's the ritzy part. All right, fine. At this time of night, it's going to take me about 45 minutes to get up there. You guys are aware of that? Because, hey, I get paid by the hour or by the mile. Doesn't bother me. Like I said, they can do what they want. I just need to get back to my hotel. All right, well, yeah, we can drop you off. It's, it's no big deal there. Sit back, relax, enjoy the tunes, look at the sights. Beautiful night tonight. And uh, he takes you to Hotel Odebrati, where you can go to any corner and there's a hot dog stand. Sweet. Rocky, did you still need my help tonight, or are you going to do that another time? That's going to determine if I'm getting out or not. Well, I was planning on on taking care of that tonight, and it would make it easier if he was somewhat distracted. The meter is running. Roy, call us if you need help. I'm going to help Rocky. I'm going to hop out. Thanks, driver guy. All right, buddy. You still up for 76th Street? Yeah, east of the park. All right, we'll be there in about 20 minutes. There's got to be some arches on that street, right? I'm going to go to the hot dogs. While she's getting the hot dogs, I'm heading to the dumpster in the back alley looking for my sledgehammer. Rocky, you you want a dog? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. Okay. Pippa heads to the corner, and you see a hot dog stand just down down the way there. It's all brightly lit. And you walk up, and uh guy says, uh, yes, what can I get you? Two hot dogs. Smack it with yellow. Yes, okay. Come right up. The vendor prepares a couple of hot dogs for you, and you're staying there just sort of admiring the city lights and feeling, for the first time in a long time, sort of alive. The bad memories from Madame Starbuck and that whole big top scenario, the flames. Feeling powerless. Are starting to seep away. You realize that being a part of this investigation is making you feel alive again. Nice. And the vendor says, here you go. Two dogs. Slap with yellow. I uh, tip him really, really well, just because I'm feeling, I'm feeling good and I'm feeling generous. So whatever the hot dogs cost, it's what he's getting also in it as tip. Thank you. Have a, have a good evening. You look down at the hot dogs and... Each of them contains a small, writhing person, one of whom is Tina Quinlan. The other one is Tommy Doyle. Rocky, you skip to the loo, my darling, down to the alley, and head straight for the dumpster, where Diamond Dave assured you he would hide the sledgehammer. The dumpster's closed, as you might expect. Pull back one of the, the big lids on top of it and look in and see if there's a sledgehammer sitting on or in the bags of trash in the dumpster. So you flip up the top of the dumpster, and of course it's quite dark here in the alley, so you pull out your phone and initiate the flashlight feature. You fully expect to see a sledgehammer, but you don't see a sledgehammer. Instead, sitting on top of one of the garbage bags, 
you see a severed hand. Roy, you ride up towards 76th Street. It takes quite some time to get there, and you're lulled a bit into nearly napping. But then he gets off on the FDR and heads on to 76th Street, and you immediately become alert. So you look from side to side as he drives, but it's just streets. You don't see anything of much interest, except as he turns south on 5th Avenue, skirting the park, you look into the surrounding tree line, and you're pretty sure you see Bugsy walking northward in the opposite direction. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. Time flies, huh? We're going to jump straight into our recommendos, where we share our latest geeky obsession. So please, roll sweet D. Gabe's going to start us off. I'm going to do a wrestling one. It's been a minute. I haven't done a wrestling one in a little while. So I'm going to go with FMW, which is a Japanese company. Started in the at the end of the 80s and kind of deformed at the beginning of the 2000s, but now it seems like it's back. This is a company that's completely built around Atsushi Onida, who to me is as important to Japanese wrestling as Antonio Anoki is. I'm sure that that's a horrible take, but I tend to think that when you're looking at the pioneers, you got to look at him as one. So he was injured earlier in his career, and it limited his mobility, so he had to find ways to adapt and create a wrestling company around what he knew, which was character work and death matches and things like that. Really create a variety show where he had high flyers and he had great women wrestlers before women wrestling was all it is now. It's just an all-around great show. Some of the craziest matches you'll ever see. Some of the greatest character work, specifically from Onita. There's a lot of tragedy in this company. I think that it was covered on Dark Side of the Ring, which is another thing I've recommended. But I don't think that tragedy should be the overarching theme of this company in, when you think about it. I really think that Onita really poured his heart and soul into this, and you really can see what a labor of love this company is through everything. I mean, and there have been great wrestlers that have come through here. You can find a lot of the matches online. They came back last year, and it, they, they're still going to be doing some shows. You know, it's just a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see where it goes. You know, I'm not exactly crazy about the wrestling scene right now. I think it's being diluted really hard, but I could see this being a great thing for it. I'm very excited to see where it goes and all the back catalog of all the old matches from the 90s are fantastic. So, that's FMW Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Thank you, Gabe. And uh Matt, you're up next. Have you ever have you ever been playing, you know, one of those uh survival games that drops you on an island and you know, you got to build a house and get your food, and maybe do some fishing and thought, you know what? Every survival game and its mother takes place on an island. I want a survival game that drops me in the middle of the ocean and forces me to live off a very small piece of wood until I can fish out some more chunks of wood and stick it together with some duct tape and maybe float it with some empty plastic chugs. Well, Raft is the game for you because it's a survival game 
where you are dropped into the middle of the ocean and forced to survive on a small piece of wood until you can fish out some bigger pieces of wood, tape them together with some duct tape, and float the whole thing with some empty plastic containers that are just littered around the ocean and constantly floating at or towards you. Uh, it's a really neat spin on the the survival genre, mainly due to its setting. Also due to the fact that the whole time you're floating, you're being slowly chased by a large shark who has been colloquially named by the community Bruce. So every now and then you'll see the shark will swim up and he'll start chomping at your raft that you've worked so hard to build. And if he manages to hang on for long enough, he will destroy a piece of it. So it becomes this this management game of, you know, oh, I need these resources. Let me go catch this. I need food. Let me go fishing. Oh, the shark is here. Let me, you know, poke at it with my spear that I built to get it to let go before it ends up chewing off a chunk of my raft and I lose this planter that I put down. It's a really, uh, really fun, uh, it's a lot more dynamic than something that takes place in one location because you are always constantly moving, so you're always looking for that next target, for that next little island in the middle of nowhere that might have a couple of new resources, uh, or if you're working your way through the story, you're looking for that next big target that's going to help you understand what's going on and where you are. It has... Uh, co-op multiplayer, which is a really good time. I actually have a, a running game with a couple of the patrons. We haven't played in a while. We need to get back to that. I need, I need to make a note. But it's a, it's a really fun survival game if you're looking for a different type of survival game than what most survival games offer. It is called Raft. Alright, thanks Matt. Brian, you're up next. I've been starting to do some crafting and stuff as of late. I got a cricket and uh airbrush kit and a friend that might some people from the show might know george he has a 3d printer and he printed a couple things for me he printed me a thermal detonator from star wars <laughs> so i needed to trim all the stuff off of it from the 3d print so i got uh i'm not sure how you say the company's name it's like tie-dye t-i-d-i um and they have a, a pen blade set of razor knives but they're retractable. The problem I always had with my X-Acto blades is I lost the little clear cap that goes on the end. And then you reach for it when you're in the heat of creating and you're like, uh, these, you push a little button, it retracts it back in. And I got the uh, the three set kit. So you have all the different sizes. You have the curved blade, the regular X-Acto blade style, and a little tiny detail blade which is really nice. And it's made of surgical steel and it is food safe. So if you need to cut up somebody in little pieces and then eat them later, they're they're perfectly fine to use them for that. And they stay sharp a long time. I yeah, I was able to trim the whole thing with two knives. I didn't have to use the big curved one. Uh, it's a smaller piece, but um, I'm definitely going to use them on, on future projects. They're, they're really good. You can get them on Amazon. You can get all different. They sell all different packs. But I got the, the three set, which is a size 10, 11A, and a 15. So check them out. It's by the company TIDI, and they're called Pen Blades. Retractable Hobby Knives. All right, guys. Well, thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. And I'm going to launch into mine. Uh, I am going to recommend a movie. Game started with Japanese, so I'm going to end with Japanese. Because I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. It's not hentai, is it? I don't think I am. I am. It is a movie from 2020 called... Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, directed by Junta Yamaguchi, starring Kazunori Tosa, Aki Asakura, Riko Fujitani, Gota Ishida, Masashi Suwa, Yoshifumi Sakai, Haruki Nakagawa, Takashi Sumita, Munanori Nagano, 
Uh, this is, of course, a Japanese film and falls squarely in the sci-fi comedy subgenre. I saw it last year at Fantastic Fest online and instantly fell in love with its quirky characters, outrageous setup, and charmingly romantic ending. The plot centers around a lovelorn cafe owner who discovers that his television and or computer can broadcast images from two minutes in the future. Once this information leaks out to his friends and acquaintances, hijinks ensue. Much like the recent One Cut of the Dead, this movie is presented in a single continuous take with clever actual cuts, of course, and plays out in real time. It almost is like watching the play Noises Off, with the stakes being raised minute by minute until everything just goes off the rails. Uh, it's a very quick watch. It's only 70 minutes long, and I promise you it will put a smile on your face throughout. So it's it's fun, it's funny, it's delightful, it's quirky, and you just want to spend as much time with these people as you can. So definitely check out Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. It just came out on Blu-ray and digital like a week or two ago, and I instantly bought it. So check that out. Yeah, but what if you don't have 70 minutes? What if you only have 69 I only have two minutes. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening and watching. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our socials, including Discord, Reddit, YouTube, Twitch, and much, much more. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. And if anybody wants to let me know what they would do for a Klondike bar, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. Best answer gets a Klondike bar. And if anybody wants to watch me spend more of Rocky's money, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Reach out to me at Brian Podcasts because I need to find fresher mustard than what's on Rocky's face. Until next time, roll for hot dog. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.